Jason, as it is each and every week, the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Budget Blinds! Jason, do you know what month it is? It's October. It is October, but also it is safety month in the window treatment world. That's an amazing thing. Well, let's talk a little bit about safety. First off, here's the big thing. Automation. That's the word. That's the word we've been talking about lately. Automation. It takes those nasty cords out of the way. Nobody's going to get tangled in them. Nobody's going to try to eat them. Nobody's going to trip over them. That's true. In addition, being able to program, you can have those shades up or down, open or closed during the right times of day to keep your heating bill or your cooling bill at a minimum, maximizing that energy efficiency. And one other note about our friends at Budget Blinds. Once again, they are making a difference in the community. They have an event coming up on October 5th. It's a special after-hours event that is benefiting Hope House. It's part of that Why I Care campaign you've probably seen happening all over social media lately. This is why we like to partner with them. They are not only a good business, a good partner to this podcast, but a good community partner to go with it. Good eggs. Good eggs all around. They are. Go see them. Budget blinds right in the heart of Lee Summit in downtown. Tell them Jason and Nick sent you. Jason, it's here. Oh, yes. The yes! time has come. I am ready to ascend the throne. You know, I'm going to win and not you, right? It's a team thing, man. There's no I in team. There's, there's it's in Chili team. Fest there's, this weekend. There are I's in Chili, however. There are. <laughs> hey, this Saturday, October 5th, it is Chili Fest happening in the parking lot behind Bridge Space in downtown Lee Summit. And as I'm sure you've probably heard, your Lee Summit Town Hall crew has a team. We are going to win. Win. And we are going to win something. Even if it's worst food ever. It might be that prize, but you have, there are four categories. You have an opportunity. I bet they're still taking sign-ups if you really, really want them. And even if you're not, you have an opportunity to be there on Saturday morning at 11 to 2. Bring your $10. All proceeds are going to go to benefit Coldwater of Lee Summit. And you, with that $10, you're going to get a spoon that's going to identify you as a taster. And you can go around and you can sample some of our community's best chili, wings, and salsa. There it is. That's all you need to know. Chili Fest, Saturday, 11 to 2, downtown Lee Summit. Be there. Come and say hi to Nick and Jason. There you go. By the way, I'm going to have a mic all day long. Hello again, and welcome to Lee Summit Town Hall, a weekly podcast about what you can do to make a difference. I am Jason Norbury, as as always, I am joined by a man who is not wanted for serious crimes in any countries with extradition treaties. It's Nick Parker, the publisher of Link to Lee Summit. That's true. That's true. I just wanted to make sure we had the facts on the table before we start this. There you know, are no countries with extradition treaties in which you are wanted for serious crimes. You know what? You know what makes that easy? Hmm. I've I, I have. I've only left the country twice. I crossed the northern border once, and I crossed the southern border once. That's it. I'm not. I am not an internationally well-traveled man. Nor are you apparently an international criminal. So no. You know, I considered that once as a major in college, but uh, Missouri Southern did not offer that. Did not offer it. Yeah. So you did like communications. Yeah. So and stuff? I, well, yeah, I decided I'd stick with that whole journalism thing. Uh, well, see where that's gotten you. <laughs> 
All righty. Link to the Summit is the source for all the news you need about this very fine city. And our unofficial sponsor today is my new couch. By the way, I saw a picture Uh on on the Facebook. You saw the kitten on the couch, didn't you? Yes. Congratulations. That is a fine-looking couch. And not only is it fine, it's one of those... I don't want to say this in a pejorative way, but it's like the redneckiest couch I've ever owned. <laughs> it's got the electric recliny thing going on. You get the USB ports on it. It's got the console in the middle. You got the drink holders and the whole bit. It's fantastic. It's like going the new couches, the new seats at the movie theaters, right? Is what you have in your essentially. Living room. We put a pair of those in my living room, and it's fantastic. I will be there this weekend because li- I'm just I'm just letting that, you know that now. That's fine. And literally, the hardest part of the whole process is consistently having to kick my own children out of them so I can sit down. <laughs> that's that's really what it's all Get about. Get out of daddy's chair. Yeah. So that is the big thing going on in my house, and it is officially our new sponsor today. Wow. Well, well done, sir. Congratulations. Jason, Ouch. it's time to get into the show. There's big council news. It's huge. Huge. We, okay. can't, we can't even begin. Really? Actually, really? It's, it's honestly, this- honestly, it's joint City Council and Lisa and our seven news. It's big. This is huge. Actually, look, if you are uh, among the nerdy ones like us, this is going to be interesting. This is nerdy it, for even the nerds. <laughs> Maybe not big news, but it is interesting. Jason, what is going on with Woodland Elementary? So at the council, as we speak, I'm presuming it will pass, but we we, uh, we tend to record while the city council is doing their business. Uh, the... R7 has uh, petitioned this city to annex Woodland Elementary into the city of Lee Summit. And the reason they're doing this, just so we're clear, is because they are on uh, a septic system, which sounds awful for an elementary school, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, And they would like to hook into the sanitary and storm sewer systems of the city of Lee Summit. But in order to be eligible to do that, you have to be in the city of Lee Summit. So they are asking to be annexed in. Um, this is, I, I want to go this, as a whole, it's a non-story, except for one important thing. Neither Nick nor I knew that Woodland Elementary was not in the city of Lee Summit. And no, it's interesting. And when you, usually when annexation discussions happen, it's 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 a broad area. It's several parcels of land, if not, you know, a few square miles, right? Right. The well, last we, one, the, the last one that I can think of in in around here is is Uni- Unity Village, where Unity we had the Village, annexation and talk they came, there. and that was as much for I, bringing in the actual. I can say because I was around when this happened. Uh, it was to bring in the development expertise, the economic development expertise of the city into that, so they could help the city. Could the summit could then help do the development of the acreage that got that annexed. Honestly, right. and that's the that's the whole thing. So and before that, um, there was some conversation about annexation of Lake Lottawana or parts of around Lake Lottawana, and there's been other annexations in the city's history. Um, this one is is pretty much a no brainer. It, it is, and just it was just a little weird to to realize that oh, this one piece of property that the school sits on is not is not in the city. So there it is. That's the big. That's the big that's top line headline. City Council R seven news. School wants to get better sewers. <laughs> so, does that mean we're done? Show's over? Uh, no, we got, uh, we got a little oh, bit more. Oh, wait, no. There's something we gotta, else I want to bring up. Yes, we're 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 now going to venture outside the realms of the city council and the school board. 
And this will be a, a little more, it's not quite as hyper-local as we, as we usually go. However, it fits right in. So what I want to talk about right now, Jason, is I want to dig in a little bit to, to the county. And as I'm sure everybody knows, unless you are, you know, uh, to to quote an old uh, to quote those old maps that like showed like they only knew the map so far and beyond that they didn't know it and then in that part they would put Tharby dragons right it, really this is where you're going right now. right exactly. <laughs> right, now I now all I can do is I have that picture in my head I can't I can't uh, get rid of it I'm, I'm glad I could ruin it for you unless you have been living under the proverbial rock true you, or, in, you, or in Johnson County or in Johnson County you have heard. These discussions uh, concerning the the recent property tax assessments for for Jackson County, right? And, and, to, and to tie this in, just very quickly, we we have been talking the last couple of weeks about how the city and the school board were setting their tax rates, and in fact, those rates were going down. And so, for an average uh, parcel of land for the you know per per dollar of value, the amount of taxes you're paying was actually going to come down a little bit um, in in the overall scheme of things. So the county sets, of course, they do the assessments. And there has been in the news, the, the first part of the news is that there are a lot of people in the county who were shocked by the ra- rise in assessed value of their property. And they think it was perhaps misassessed or, or whatever. And there's been a lot of news that we, we're not going to go all into this evening. Right, right. And so I think this is kind of this is this is the the other side of it, Jason. And and I think so recently what has happened now is the legislature is is giving some pushback to to the county executive. Right. And so there's there's a lot of pieces involved about like how the county is going to deal with these, you know, theoretically mistaken assessments or protested assessments or any of these sorts of things. And and Recently, the county executive put forth one proposal of an idea, and it was this week very soundly rejected by the legislature. Um, additionally, and, and this is where, of course, our lack of expertise in the subject matter gets there. It's hard to draw like where the lines started, but burbling underneath all of these issues, including going as far back as the issues with the county jail, the appointment of the sheriff, all these sorts of things, burbling underneath that is a power struggle amongst the various factions in the county government. The the executive versus the legislature versus the sheriff versus the prosecutor. They all have some different pieces in there and how those work together and their their comparative and relative power is is kind of at the root of that. And we'll get into that more as as we go along. But that's kind of so everything kind of relates into that. But yet and so it's hard for us, at least right now, to parcel some of those things out. Right. And 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 just to add one more piece into that is just recently, again, unless you've been living under that rock, you've probably heard about this, but just recently you mentioned the prosecutor, Gene Peters Baker, has put out an audit saying about the combat taxes, saying that there were misappropriation of funds there. Right. And if you remember, it just it wasn't it was just a couple of years ago when the county voted to reauthorize the combat sales tax. Um, to go through that and added in an additional tax for uh, some mental health concerns uh, as well. So that so that that money has been something that like the county recently said, yes, we want to keep using for these purposes. And and there's some question now as to 
how appropriately it was used for those purposes. So we're going to continue to keep keep an eye on this kind of as it shakes out. And I think, like like you said, Jason, a lot of this really just stems around kind of a power struggle between who 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 gets to be the decider, right? And and so we will we are going to do uh, partly. We just wanted to raise this just to to note, let you know that we've seen it, and and it's something that will have an impact, obviously. On, on your local life because your property taxes are set. Uh, you know, many people go to Fleming Park or Lake Jacomo or, or Longview or play at the golf course, and all of those services are provided by the county, um, and that's something that plays into it. So we're going to dig in a little bit. We'll, or the stadiums. Or the stadiums as well. Um, and you will dig in a little bit more on all of that and, uh, and come back in here in the near future with, uh, with a little bit more detail and a little bit more understanding of what it is. And then we'll try, to, we'll try to parcel out how it really impacts you going forward. Jason, I want to do one more topic today that also is not directly local. Uh, this is more. No, of it, 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 area. Start, it did start very local. It did start. It did start local. I want to talk about the library, and the Midcontinent Public Library recently had a some. I don't know. Do I want to say special programming? It had some programming a few weeks ago. A new thing that they were they were looking to start called Trans One Hundred and One, and they were going to talk about transgender subjects. And this topic came up, and the, this programming was created based on requests. From, from people in the community. And the first one was held out at Colburn Road. Another one was scheduled to happen in the Buckner area branch. And some some protests and a petition to the Midcontinent Public Library Board basically kind of gave them pause. And the board has now postponed, at least, that programming. And so this is an interesting thing. I think it fits in, Jason, because we have had so much talk in our community about diversity, about equity, and even about mental health. And when you are when you're talking about transgender, you're talking about another one of those subgroups that may not have equitable access to everything that surely fits into a, a subgroup of people that are more susceptible to mental health issues, to higher suicide rates. So I think this is an interesting thing to watch, and really just to watch how how the community reacts. Yeah, I think you're I think you're right, and I mean, so to to build on your point um, about transgender transgender youth specifically, they do have some of the highest uh, incidences of mental health concerns, suicide rates. They're bullied at a higher rate in school. Uh, they have a lot of issues that come along because this is an issue that really is for lack of a better way to sort of blossoming as an issue as, as we've moved along. I mean, we've run through, you know, I mean, acceptance of gay and lesbian students, although that is still a work in progress in many ways, but transgender students, I think is kind of the next frontier of this kind of inclusion and discussion to be had. And, and they are a very, very um, at risk group of people uh, who are, or who are, it, having some difficulties. And so putting this, I think the library, you know, stepping into its part. I mean, so we, we talk about the schools and what are they doing for these, all these various populations of disadvantaged youth that they have in their, and their schools. And the mayor recently raised, you know, Hey, we need to have this conversation about diversity and equity and inclusion. And he wants to create a commission to talk about that. Well, this is the libraries, at least one of their first steps into this conversation to, to take a piece of that whole conversation for themselves. Um, 
and you know there was a there was a you know a, a pro, an online petition started um, that's gotten a couple hundred signatures. The and the library board responded by kind of pulling back the reins on everything a little bit, and I think they want to have a little bit more of a a seasoned discussion about it before it continues um, to make sure, probably as much as anything, that the, the library board has the facts at hand. Um, countering to that is there's there's an, another online petition that has um, a bunch of signatures on it uh, wanting you know encouraging the school board to continue the program saying that it's valuable you know when 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 you and I first came across this this story and we were discussing if and how to bring it into the show for our conversation here for this for this podcast I, I hesitated really at first because I don't have much knowledge on the topic I don't feel like I am I, I, knowledgeable want to, I want to pause you for a moment and say that has never necessarily stopped us from talking about something before. But I understand this is really, you know, this is really sensitive area. And, right. And going into it sort of, you know, in our usual dumb way isn't necessarily the best way to approach it. No, but I, I, I also feel like I have a, a little responsibility to bring this up. I, as I've, I've mentioned before that I, I am on the – the community task force for youth mental health and suicide prevention that Lisa McCares and Rediscover sponsor and put on. And I, I have also mentioned before that I'm like, you know, the one person sitting around this giant group that is not a, a medical or mental health professional. So I stick out. Um, but when the library, a representative from the library system brought up that this was, this was coming, that this this uh, this programming was going to happen, and then she gave kind of a little report after it happened as well. The response, resounding response from the mental health professionals that sit around in this group, was positive that this programming was good. That having this kind of thing for people to not only talk about issues but to ask questions and to learn about what these issues that this group faces it was a big deal. And so I, I, that gave me kind of a sense of responsibility that this is something we should bring up and we should talk about and we should keep an eye on to see how to see how our community decides to talk about this. Absolutely. And, and if you want to take an opportunity to talk about it, you can go searching one of the uh, online petitions. I'm not we're not handing out links here. Uh, but a, as a whole, you can um, you can sign on one of those. You can, you know, communicate with the library board or you I can think- even go. And, to and a board is, meeting, right. although they don't tell you when the board meeting starts. <laughs> that was Look, not the, my favorite. According to the website, the board meeting meets the third Tuesday of every month. Uh, unfortunately, the website does not give the start time. So you or, may just or have necessarily to the location. <laughs> uh, actually, it does say the location. That is an in independence um, at the administrative headquarters. That is off 24 Highway. It's 15616 East 24 Highway in Independence. But the third Tuesday is the, the 15th, the third Tuesday. And then we, we, dug, we dug around the website and we found that their, their board meetings seem to consistently start at five o'clock. So <laughs> we think that's, that's Tuesday at Tuesday, the 15th at five. Uh, if you have an interest or if you just want to hear how they talk about it, which is, I think maybe what we'll try to pay attention to it, you know, you have an opportunity to go there and, and listen and, and put your two cents in. And, and that's what we're about. Remember how you can make a difference. This is one of those times where you can go in and 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 give you know an honest opinion about what your concerns are or 
what you know what you hope to see happen uh, and and let the, the library board take that into consideration and, and then make a decision on how they want to address this topic that's obviously of interest to the library staff and and judging by the attendance at the the, the first episode of it there at the Colburn Road branch um, something that the community has an interest in as well Jason, as we wrap up this episode, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit here. We are uh, a little over a month into the new school year. We just had the mayor's annual State of the City address. The school board, the R7 school board is still figuring out their process for for hiring a a full-time superintendent to begin next year. Jason... What what conversations are you looking forward to in the community? What where, what should we what will we be talking about? Well, I mean, you know, we I think if we're going to do some any kind of conversations, we probably need to do them in the next three months. Um, after that, the uh, the circus really gears up for election season. Election season for both school board and city council. Um, but let's let's skip that. So we know we're going to be talking about that in the spring. I'm very interested in, uh, honestly, well, I mean, one, we, we have to follow, and I think you and I have to really stay on R7 to give us some signposts of their progress and their equity plan that they're, they're dealing with. Because the, the worst thing that could happen is that we hear nothing for six or eight months and then there's a decision hands and it happens with five minutes of discussion and it, you know, in April or May and, and then it's done and we don't know what happened about that. So I think that's one that we really have to, we really oppressed them. We've been highly critical of the school board um, about how they've handled the equity process going through that. And, and I think we need to follow through to see what they do and give them credit if they earn it um, as a whole. Other than that, on a personal level, um, I want to see how the mayor's uh, shiny plans for Green Street and the Farmers Market Pavilion start to st- start to take shape as we as we go forward. Uh, have I told you I'm excited about this? Uh, you mentioned it to me. I'm a little excited about the new Farmers Market. So um, the other thing I want to actually I'm going to kind of latch on a little bit to you, to your first your first point there. Um, I'm curious to see how the the new, for lack of a better term, I'm going to call it the Mayor's Blue Ribbon Commission that he announced um, at his State of the City address, where, where he wants to, and it seemed, this was odd to me, only just because you don't see it often, where he, he announced that he kind of wants this from the city side to get into this conversation about diversity and about equity, and he wants to put together a commission of, of, of community leaders, of residents to to. Figure out how to how the community can have that conversation in a better way and to tackle some of these issues. It seems a little odd that this that it's going to be city led, government led, you know, by by the mayor. But at the same time, anybody who who wants to step forward and try to create a a group that is going to help the community get through what has been hard, hard conversations, I'm behind it. And I'm I, curious to I'm curious just from from our perspective of of media members covering it and talking about it. I'm curious to watch it and to see how it works. But as, as a resident and somebody who tries to get involved in things around town, I'm, I'm, I'm going to support this one. I'm going to be, I'm going to be pushing to see how it happens. I mean, if you think about just even tonight, we've talked about four different public facing organizations that are in the middle of having a conversation about issues of public import, right? I mean, so the library that we just talked about, the, the city, the school board, and the county 
And all of those are really, we're having some difficult conversations, some difficult topics to t cover, um, very different sets of topics amongst them. And all of them are going through their, and they're, I'm going to say this very clearly, they are stumbling through these conversations in their own ways. And it's really instructive to see, you know, how they, if they can learn from each other and learn on their own on how to manage that. I think the school district has struggled with that about how to deal with, how to really engage the public in these difficult conversations. The city has had its troubles here and there, although I think their, their recent planning process seemed to go fairly well. Um, the library is running up against it, and the county is a three-ring circus of mixed messages and politics that that we're going to try to start to t dip our toe in a little bit, but is is really complicated. So it's, I think it'll be fun. It, fun is an interesting word to use, but interesting and, and it's fun. potentially positive to us to see how all of these people start to work through these things and if we can maybe build some community habits on how to tackle these subjects. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave you with this one last question, Jason. When we when we started this this podcast 250 plus episodes ago, who would have thought that the crazier elected body was gonna be the county legislator, Lager, and not our own city council? Well, honestly, given the scope of history, that was pretty <laughs> obvious. <laughs> all right, all right, you got me on that one. However. That's not how we started this show. That is not how we started this show. That is true. That is going to wrap up our short episode for this week. I want to encourage everybody to to keep dipping your toes into into these conversations and try to do it uh, in a in a in a common wise way. And we will talk to everyone next week. You have been listening to Lee Summit Town Hall, a link to Lee Summit podcast with hosts Nick Parker and Jason Norberry. A proud member of the Fredcast Network, you can subscribe to this podcast on most of your favorite podcast apps and catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for all the news, analysis, and conversations on the Lee Summit community. Connect with us on Facebook at Link2LeeSummit or on Twitter at LS Town Hall. Mm -hmm.